We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call Nick, this is the moment that people have been waiting a whole week for whole week just for this friday just for this friday i know everybody is wondering how did nick do on his nfl bets uh can we get the answer i can't wait any longer no we can't we cannot because uh covid forced the nfl to change a whole bunch of games and so the at the time of this recording uh those games haven't finished yet and so we cannot uh actually update you on those bets so as soon as the games finish omicron yeah yeah stupid so thank you, COVID. Yet another thing you have decided to ruin. But welcome, everybody, to the Last Call Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Thompson. And alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Warner. Can I tell you about my day? I guess. I had a hell of a day. Why did you have a hell of a day? So I went to uh, go to work, and I went to go through the doors. And I have one of those magical wallets with the, the magical key card. You stick it on the sensor, and the door unlocks. I hit my wallet up against the sensor. Nothing. 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 I'm like, well, crap. Did I get fired? That's that would <laughs> honestly that would be my first guess too. Is like, shit. Did they deactivate my card? Yeah. That's I've heard of companies doing that, which is I think very very shitty of doing. But like, okay, what's what's shittier? Finding out you got fired because your RFID chip doesn't work, or finding out like uh, like an NFL player that you got traded or released via the news, not your coach. Uh, I. Th- think the the first one because you're still probably making pretty good money that way oh trade it is fine trade it is different than getting completely fired so and you, becoming a free agent so you're you would be more upset that your rfid chip didn't read and that's how you got fired rather than like finding out through the news because I, I think it's more likely that i will be able to get a job somewhere else as opposed to them okay well that's fair, fair right okay. fair enough yeah sure anyway that's not the case uh little did i know i uh Remembered, I was taking some cards out of my wallet. You know how you stack up cards after so long? So I had some, like, old hotel cards, whatnot. Uh, An old credit card that I didn't need anymore that was expired. Well, I was shredding them this weekend, and I figured out I shredded my card for my You shredded your RFID card? I shredded my one for work. But So then what card were you trying to swipe? I, no, no, it's just, it's one of the RFID ones where it's for your, oh, like you, so you, you just put stick, your wallet. You, oh, the, you don't yeah. actually take it out. You literally just stick your wallet to the. Correct. And so, you know, the assumption is it's still in there. Well, I tapped my wallet up against it and I was like, wait, everything's empty. Why is it empty? Well, I knew I shredded some and I put two and two together that I shredded it. So then I had to go ask for someone, ask for another one. And the guy's like. Are you you sure you're positive you don't have it because we have to charge? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure. And uh, I didn't want to explain to him that that's why I knew because I remembered I shredded it by accident. What a way to start a Monday! Yeah, there's and they charge ten dollars right there. They charge you for that? Yeah, it's I'm not a fan of it, but you know I guess it makes sense if people are constantly losing them. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, so I'm out ten dollars. So whatever. I'm sorry to hear that, bud. No, we might be on more money depending on how these bets go. No, I, <laughs> I won't be. No, I, won't be. I might you be out money be. depending on how your bet turns out. Hey, and on top of that, I figured out uh, I wore my underwear backwards all day today. Oh, so, that's embarrassing. Yeah, very embarrassing. Did you have to go like into the bathroom and like strip down and change that? No, no. We're you still just, going. You just 
Oh, you're still going. <laughs> Why? Because I didn't know until I got home today. How? Because uh, you just don't notice. I don't know. It, nothing felt weird about that. No. Nothing at all. No. Not one bit. I, I don't know what to say to you. That's, so, I don't know. Man, that's I was weird. In a, I was in a rush this morning, and I uh, got going and went about my day. That's absolutely weird. I, I was don't know. flustered. I, you're, you're weird. That's weird. Yeah. Thank you. So Here's my overshare for the day. This week, as we have been doing in season two, three topics, 15 minutes each. Uh, Nick, let's go ahead and, and get this out of the way. Budweiser? Uh, I'm going to throw in a, an extra there just because this is a special time of year. Uh, this one comes courtesy of uh, our, our friend uh, Nick, Nick S. Uh, I have a zombie dust, a Three Floyds zombie dust, which is an IPA, very heavy IPA. Well, thank you, Nick S. You know he's been on the podcast. I think people know who Nick S. Well, is. you know what? Whatever. I, I, I'm always uh, courteous of people's privacy, but six and a half percent. I'm just drinking one of those, but then I'm rolling right back into the uh, the typical Budweiser. So thank you, Nick, for the the single zombie dust. So, uh, and I, I've gotten into the habit of not doing this, but uh, this podcast, Nick, and I try to do this podcast while drinking six beers in 60 minutes. Each beer does have to be at or above 5% alcohol by volume. So if you're just now joining us for this episode, that is our shtick. That is what we do. And so we're going to try to do that right now. So, Nick, first topic. Would you rate Three Floyds, Zombie Dust, highly? Yeah, I'd put it pretty high on the scale. Okay, I think scale. it used to be higher than it is now. I think I think the because of rarity. So yes, it used to be a commodity, like a hot commodity. Like whenever you found a liquor store that had it, you bought as much as you possibly could, which is tip was typically either one six pack or two six packs. Correct, yeah. but now they're producing more. They're more popular. They're more mainstream. So it's kind of lost a little bit of its allure. You know, it's not as rare anymore. All that kind of stuff. So. But on a scale of one to five stars, what would you give uh, Give Zombie Dust? Ooh, I wish I could pull. I'm not going to pull up my phone, but there's a great app called, uh, shoot, I forgot it. Uh, anyway, it's it's a great app for rating beers. You remember the name oh, of that? Oh, no. Yes, I know the app that you're talking about. Uh, but brew, like, Oh, here it is. Untapped. That's it. Untapped. Yeah, so great uh, if you're big into beer uh, or you know, drinking it, enjoying it, whatever. Or you just want to discover some new stuff. A uh, great app called Untapped, and you can actually go in there, and as you try it, you can search for the brewery, find it, and then you can rate it yourself. Uh, throw on like, oh, it's got fruity flavors, or it's got piney flavors, or this, or that. Or but you can find other stuff that's related to it anyway. But I, I, I'm not going to look it up, but on there, I probably would have given it, I don't know, 7.5 out of 10. I think it's out of five, but okay. Fair. So like a three oh, and a yeah, half. Oh, yeah, out of, it is. So yeah, like three, three and a half out of five. Okay. Three and a half out of five. So the 3.75. Great, great, great example. You yeah. can see what other people rated the beers on that app. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's like my social media platform. So here's my question. If you're wanting to try a different beer, how important is that rating to your decision in order to buy that beer? Right. And, and this goes beyond just this app. The like the whole premise of my question is how important is an online review to your decision making to buy or patron a place? So to go back specifically to beer, I know this is a more general question than that beer. I don't I don't really care. I grab whatever's off the shelf. I try it. If I don't like it, I'll finish the six pack. Right. 
honestly, with beer, the majority of the time I buy based on the label or like the artwork on it. I kid you That's not. That's fair. Okay. I think it's kind of cool. It, it draws it, it, your eye. Does, yeah, this yeah. kind of this kind of plays into it, right? Yeah, it, it's something to catch your eye. Right? Yeah. So, but if we're talking more of like restaurants or uh, entertainment, I guess, right? Restaurants, uh, I don't know. I, I think people are picky. Yeah. So it's hard to say. I know one of our friends is a like not a professional Yelp reviewer, but like a verified one. Yes. Yeah. And so she goes to different restaurants and will like take pictures of it and talk about the atmosphere and how I don't know what see, she thought of it. See, I in uh, South Park may had a whole episode um a while back about Yelp reviewers and how Yelp reviewers have this sense of entitlement, right? It's like, "Oh, I'm going to write such a bad review if you don't cater to my every need." And you know, that kind of deal. But I, I think that, like you said, there are some people that are just picky, right? So, like, they'll give a one-star review on a product, on a place, on a, you know, food, beer, whatever, mm-hmm. just because they didn't like it. But that doesn't mean it's bad, right? So, for example, if, I, if I'm looking at something on Amazon, I try to find the five-star reviews and the one-star. Because really, I want to see what the people who said it was terrible are saying. And if it's something like legitimate i'll think about it Mm -hmm. if it's something like okay this person's just like bitching and complaining about stupid things eh, i won't pay much attention but there's in the you know the saying there's three sides to every story yep there's yours there's mine and there's the truth Mm -hmm. i feel the same way about reviews however i did find myself at lunch today looking for a place to go to lunch and looking at reviews how many reviews did it have what's the star rating right and so I'm, I'm thinking in today's age where you do have that review option, I think those reviews are pretty important to the majority of people's decision making. I'm not saying everybody looks at those and says, I am or I am not going to buy something or go somewhere because of that review. But I do think it plays a huge role in the amount of business that a business does. See, online, I think, is different. I think there are so many... Okay. There's a lot more reviews that you get from like online shopping. Like Amazon was the one that you used specifically as an example, yeah. right? So the issue I have with Amazon is that those statistics or those uh, ratings can be skewed by like bots and whatever, like fake reviewers that go right. on there and they constantly, because that is a huge thing is to be the top product, either the Amazon choice or, you know, the highest rated product on there. Right. So it's like guaranteed that you're going to make a shit ton of sales if you're the top product. People are at minimum going to see your product. Correct. It's all about being that top thing. You want to be the top dog there. So that's a little bit different. I do think with like smaller restaurants, like you have to have a st- statistically interesting number for that, you know, star rating to count. Like if you have three or four reviews and two of them are five star and then two of them are two star. It's like, you don't have enough evidence in my mind. Right. To be able to say yes or no. Well, that is, that's why I kind of throw that out. That's something else too. I I like when I was looking for lunch, it was like, Oh, this place had four and a half stars. And where did you go to lunch? Four and a half stars. 
Oh, I guess I'm thinking of it. Okay, it's not like a it's yeah. not like a Michelin restaurant. It's like well, I, it's, I was thinking. I I know you're talking about like Yelp reviews, like four to five stars, blah blah blah. Yeah. But then I automatically went to oh a four star restaurant. And I was like, Jesus, this guy's apparently all <laughs> you're getting all of the money from our you know ads. I'm and taking yeah, all of the ads all that the we podcast. don't have. Yeah. Jesus. No, it just on on Google Yelp whatever right. It was. But, but where did you go to lunch? Uh, well, so we went to one place that was literally a hole in the wall. It was a place up near Muncie, Indiana. Okay. Uh, went there for work and it was, um, it literally looked like a mechanic's garage. Oh, perfect. It it looked, it looked like it had been abandoned for years. So my coworker and I decided to try it closed. So, oh, so there was the, that was the reason why it looked like it was closed because it was. Yes, no, it was closed. Okay, then, that's then, a, well. That is another interesting thing that I don't like right now is you cannot tell which restaurants are open or closed. Hours are all sorts it's of messed, all messed up. up. So we look up another restaurant and it's like, oh, this one has like four and a half stars. Mexican restaurant. Try to go it closed. Yep. Third time we went to a different Mexican restaurant. It was open. So. But when he gave me the star rating of these different places, I was like, how many reviews does it have? So that was one of my questions. How many people have actually reviewed it, yep. right? So I do think that reviews play a big role in a, in like how much business a business can do. Because again, if you have 5,000 reviews and they're all one stars, that's not good. Yeah, it's there's not outliers that are throwing it off. Yeah, that's that's pretty heavily skewed towards the unless like somebody's creating, you know, a thousand different accounts and just writing bad reviews just to like tank your business, right? Which, to the person that has the time to like, could you not put that time towards something else? Like it, exactly. I mean, I've never been so mad at a at a restaurant where I needed to write a bad review. No, I I well or, or write I've, a thousand mad reviews just to make sure. Yeah, is so, at the end of the day. That restaurant's probably still going to do fine, even with your bad review. Yeah, I, I had a, a friend that um, was that type of person, and they would, um, like back during COVID, they wrote to the, oh no, what what is that noise? I don't know if we can hear that in the... Can we hear that? Oh God! I don't know. Our, uh, you know, the studio just decided to start making noises. No, we, oh, we we've got a TV in here, and uh, it's all of a sudden decided to unmute itself. So yeah, have you noticed it's been doing that? Yeah. Our clock. Yeah. Okay, so I'm getting a little concerned. Our clock oh, just stops and starts. I, I just figured out what it was. Never mind. What, do you, what, do you want me TV? to? T- yeah. Do you want to take one guess at why that happened? Why? So the. T- TV is connected to the sound bar. Well, the sound bar, when you muted, muted the TV, it kept the sound bar on for so long just in case you clicked it back off. So then the sound oh. bar automatically turned off. And then the so TV, then the TV went. That's a dumb design. That really is. That's yeah. really annoying. So anyway, that there's no ghost there, but there is possibly a ghost in the clock. Yeah, because the clock, the, the clock just starts and stops for no reason. So yeah. anyways, I don't know if anybody could hear, hear that on the podcast, but it definitely distracted Nick and I. So sorry about that. But... Going back to what I was saying is I had a friend and during COVID, there were businesses that remained open because they needed to survive, right? Like this was during the beginning of COVID right? when right. lockdowns were happening. And this person decided to contact the um, Department of Health and Human Services and report these businesses because of COVID violations. 
And I'm like, but why? Like, do you not have anything better to do? Like, I, I, I get it. Like, COVID was new and stuff. But I was like, really? Like, why why are we doing that? So, anyways. That's the, that's the uh, you know, I, like you were saying, are, are you so, why do you rate yourself so high and mighty and think your opinion matters, matters that yeah. much? It's, it doesn't. So, I do want to I do want to go to the flip side of this question. Is there something that you just don't even care about the rating? Like you you mentioned beer. You said, "No, I don't pay attention to ratings on beers. I'm going to try a beer and if I don't like it, I don't have to buy it again." Right. So your investment is very limited buying beer. You try it, you don't yeah. like it, you can get another one. It's not like buying a car where like it's something you're going to be in for a long time, you're going to use a long time. It's a major investment. Yeah. So is that what essentially dictates whether or not you have a review or not? To influence honest, your opinion. I, I I think the thing that I rely on more than like online reviews is uh like my friends and family and colleagues' opinions more than anything, because I will go to somebody that has a similar opinion to mine, which is kind of excuse me, but somebody that I I think. I value their opinion and I appreciate that they're giving me an unbiased opinion on it. Right. I think word of mouth is word of mouth is huge. It, it's I, still huge. I think it's bigger than random people on the internet. I would agree. It, it, if I, if you had something that I was already interested in and you're like, Oh, I absolutely love X, Y, or Z. I'm going to definitely consider that like yeah. over something that, else. that and, and that person more than likely has no, um, I know I said bias, but no uh, investment into it. It's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to sit here and uh, give you a good reason to buy this product if you know if you don't I'm like an it. investor in it. Yeah, if I don't like it, like if I'm trying to get like sell you a product, then I'm absolutely gonna tell you all the positives and none of the negatives. But most people don't have an investment in it, so I think there. Are, I would agree. I I think that's one. Um, but I mean, a, a, a car is a good, a good one. I'm going to, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to find out what's bad, what's good, what's bad. I'm going to test drive it. I'm going to do all those things before I make that investment. That's, that's definitely one. Um, I still say that I go back on like people's, I'm going to find somebody that ha- has, has one of those vehicles that I'm looking at. That's absolutely one restaurants. Honestly, I very, very rarely I look up reviews. I will just, especially if I don't know the area, it's like, you know, I want to try something good. So I, I find myself restaurant, but what's funny is I don't find myself like Taco Bell, right? Like fast food places always. I don't know that you can find a fast food restaurant except maybe Chick-fil-A where the, the stars are above like a two and a half. I mean, I think you know what you're getting yourself into. Right. right? So it's like, so, oh, this location is a two and a half. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it's it's fast food. Like, I'm not expecting fine dining and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Fine dining and breathing. One of, <laughs> SpongeBob reference. So one of the other things that I don't think that I would take much consideration as far as reviews go is like everyday items. So like if I have a shampoo that I like, or if I have, you know, pay, like paper towels, like those types of things, not that I'm looking at reviews for paper towels, but like if somebody gave a bad review of X paper towel, I don't think that I'm caring, right? As long as it gets the job done. Unless it's like, hey, this literally cre- creates a bigger mess than, you know, 
cleaning it up. I, I, yeah. I'm, so things like those like those paper towels that you had in uh, elementary school or in high school. Yeah, that you didn't know, like soak anything up. Yeah, they they made <laughs> there's a there's a vine out there, and I've, this is one of those that is like so true. Vine or TikTok, whatever you want to call it. You know, when you spilled milk in in uh, high school. And then you had to go clean it up, and the fucking thing just spread, and there was more milk than when you started with. I'm just like, you would have you would have been better going to the printer and getting printer paper and using that to wipe it up than those brown paper towels. It was the weirdest thing. It was honestly, if you think about it, hell of a sales strategy: sell a paper towel that doesn't absorb anything, but just enough, so you have to keep buying more. You have to use the whole roll for one, you know. Of yeah. those little cartons of milk. And then now you're like, well, I'm out. So I guess, I guess I'll have to order more. order from that company. See, Dude, that brilliant had, strategy. That thing had to be a dollar per roll. Oh, yeah. And those Cheap. rolls were massive too. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like they had a, they took like a forklift to get one of them. <laughs> they, they were rolled so big because yeah, you had to use so much That's of it. one lunch table's worth. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I, I think that's an interesting, you know, I think word of mouth advertising is by far like the best, right? Somebody who's unbiased, who uses a product that will refer their friends to a product because yeah. like, Hey, I love this thing so much. At but the end of the day, I still, it, it, it does matter who it's coming from though. It so, does. And that's why I take that person into account. Right. That's so. fair. That's fair. Um, I do want to move on to the, to the next topic. And I mentioned South park earlier with like the Yelp reviewer. Yeah. So I was thinking about this today and in today's culture, you know, Dave Chappelle has been in the news because he's been canceled for his, or people have been trying to cancel him for his, uh, comedy, homophobic, transphobic, whatever comedy routine. Sure. Yep. So it got me thinking with shows like South Park, what shows today are unapologetically just out there with their jokes and they make crude jokes and they're unapologetic about it right because in today's culture it seems like it's so hard to do that without just immediately getting shut down but i do think there are some shows today that are still around and they've been around for a long time that are unapologetic with their jokes Mm -hmm. and i'm curious as to one how do they stick around how do they have that longevity and not get canceled and are there, are there any other shows that I'm missing other than the list that I got? So there are really two that come to mind off the top of my head. And I bet you can, one of them is South Park. Can you guess what the other one would be? Family Guy? Family Guy. Yeah. And I think part of it is because they're cartoons. I think you can get away with so much more in cartoons than you can in a live TV show, like with actors. Yeah. And I think it's because it's kind of like a keyboard warrior. People can sit behind the cartoon and say, oh, that's just the character in the show, right? Peter Griffin's an idiot, so he just says, like, terrible things. Mm-hmm. Whereas people get canceled for being a live actor because people are like, oh, that person meant what they said. Well, you can Even- automatically tie that to a person, right? You can, they are now the symbol of that. Exactly. Even if they're just an actor, right? right. Like, there are some people, the actors that get, like, which... Wi- I, I will say, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but which I think is shitty though, because, and I, I mean, I need to stop because, which is horrible because that person might be out there, you know, just reading off the script 
I'm sure that I don't know how much they're allowed to go off script or change the script or make a suggestion. Like, you know, I really don't want to say this. I don't want to say this joke or I'm okay with this, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know how much. But the thing is, they're putting themselves out there and then an entire group can just go after you. And I don't know, you're stuck with it. You could say whatever you want to them. Right. Which is. And so, like, there's a character. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, I did not. I apologize. That's fine. For anybody who did watch Game of Thrones, there's a character called, his name's Ramsey Bolton. And he is a despicable, vile human being. Like, he tortures, he's just a terrible, terrible, terrible person. And the actor does such a good job of making you not like him. And, right. and being evil. That, like, the actor was saying, yeah, people think I'm like that in real life, and it's kind of affecting my real my personal life. Yeah. Because people equate that character. You, So, I think... Which is where people need to take a step back from reality and, like, realize that is a an actor playing a character. Exactly. But not everybody does that. So, I think the, the cartoons can get away with more because it does suspend the reality, right? You know it's a cartoon, and, and they can get away with a lot more. One of... The, there's one show... That's a live show that I comes to mind for me that it pushes the boundaries, but they've been on the air for 15 seasons, like 15 years they've been doing this. And that's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Really? Okay. Have you ever seen any of their stuff? Uh, I've seen part of it. I've seen the, uh, the one that everything, everybody references and day man, night man. Whatever. You got Dayman, and then you've also got, like, the Danny DeVito. So, anyways, I started blasting. So, anyways, right? yeah, the, the stuff that you see in the memes, right? Yeah, the, the memes of It's Always Sunny. But I've actually watched those episodes, so. they, I, I find that show to be very funny. And they do push the boundaries. Some people find it annoying. Uh, I think once you kind of get into it and you get to know the characters a little bit more, you find it funnier. But there are some jokes that they've made that are definitely like pushing the the boundaries and some of them they actually got called out for i think they actually did blackface in two of their episodes and they actually addressed it i guess in this last season i haven't seen that episode but where they like walked it back and they're like yeah so we made some mistakes last time like in the episode they were actually saying this it wasn't like they were talking to the camera but their characters discussed how what they did was bad oh uh, okay so yeah. like they built it into the show to kind of walk back what they did and they addressed it, and they said, you know, we shouldn't have done that, whatever. See, the thing I think is annoying is, like, you get what they're trying to do. They're trying to go back and say, yeah, we made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. But it's like you're hiding it in there. And uh, I don't know. But, it, again. It's like how many people are going to pick up on that? So, But, again, so, obviously, blackface is wrong, all that kind of stuff. And, and like, The Office got in trouble for it because they had that one episode, the Christmas episode, with um, Belschnickel. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, and they had to, they cut. Oh, the one that Dwight played, like, the old-timey. Yeah, and, and, like, he goes, they look him up on the internet, and they talk about the slave boy often dresses in blackface or whatever. Like, uh, The Office, actually, or NBC, cut that scene where, like, uh, uh, Stanley goes, no, Dwight, no. He goes, what? I don't do all of that stuff. And then like he texts the guy and he's walking, he's about to walk into the building dressed. <laughs> oh, no. And then he gets the text and he turns around and walks back to his car. We're good. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that at all? I don't, I don't know why I don't run. I remember, so, I remember the, the, that yeah, Dwight's character. Right. So I that, I remember that specific part. Well, the NBC cut it, right? So there's a lot of 
insensitive things, right? Disney and um, Looney Tunes have said like there are racist depictions and blah, blah, blah. Like they're going back and fix it, trying to fix things that happened, right? So the fact that some of these shows are still able to push the boundaries and, and in a fun way, there, in, in my opinion, there is a difference between hate and racism and whatever and jokes. And I think that's what a lot of the comedy community is fighting right now. It's like, what's that line? Yeah. Right. Like there is just straight up hate and racism. That's not funny. And then there's like lines that some comedians are trying to toe. Right. And I think Dave Chappelle is walking that line right now. And it's just an interesting dynamic to see. So I wanted to talk sorry, you, what? No, I was saying, and this goes back to something that we talked about previously in kind of like YouTubers, how they need to, they try to push, continually push the line or try to do the next extreme because that's what they have to do to stay relevant, right? And, and then well, it goes too far. At least that's far. what they feel like they need to do to stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. And then it might go too far and then all of a sudden their career is over. Right, right. right. So, yeah, But it's, it, I think it's, partially society that kind of pushes them is like we want more we want more we want more we want more interesting that like we love this content keep going and they you keep pushing them and then they're like oh no that's too far why did you do that it's like well this is what you guys kept asking for right right and so but then so like, i don't think it's all on that you, you, i and this is kind of what i was you know pointing at in the very beginning is you tie it to one person you say you're the problem you're the reason you, this is you this happened right Right, and, and so like the audience, of course, they're just entertained. You know, they just want to be entertained, and you can't you, tie it to it. Yeah, you, you're not tying it to the audience, right? But I mean, you might try, but it's the person who did it that ends up taking the fall for it. So, kind of going back to the TV shows, South Park has always been that way. They've yeah. always pushed the boundaries, and those guys do not care. I mean, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park. Yeah, yeah, they're almost billionaires on their own, which is insane. From like. TV shows and movies and stuff. TV shows and movies, and they had a Broadway play. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah, the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Like, they, these two guys that created South Park were on Broadway. <laughs> like, that's insane to think about, right? So they have managed to just continue to do what they do, and people continue to support it and watch it, and they continue to make tons of money. Right. And I'm here for it. Family Guy, same thing. I think there was a time where Family Guy went off the air and was about to get canceled, like back early 2000s. I think they made a joke about um, Muhammad, like mm -hmm. the Muslim Muhammad prophet. Is I don't know if Muhammad's a prophet. Anyways, they made a joke or did something. I think that's it. I'd have to look that up. Anyways, they went off the air for a few years, but they came back and then they've continued to do what they've been doing. I will say... Family Guy has a lot of weird coincidences, and I know people are going to use this as like, oh, they're predicting the future. Like, there's always these ads come out like, oh, The Simpsons predicted the future again. Family Guy predicted the future again. Like, they had uh, um, when the Boston Marathon bombing happened, whatever, people are like, oh, wait, this kind of is like a, very similar to this episode where like Peter drove a car through all of the 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 runners and finish first in the marathon. And then like, they're like in the background, you can hear a boom going on too. And it was like, this was like, they predicted it that it happened. It's like some of that stuff is just like purely coincidence. And it, it is kind of crazy, but it's like, 
then they make them apologize for that, which was something that hadn't even happened yet, which is yeah. also kind of a crappy thing. Right. Like, but they, they continue to do it. And I think, I think we've already talked about like Dave Portnoy is like the king of controversy. Yeah. Like that's, he, well, he's a different, that's a different thing. That's it, a, it's a little bit different, but like family guy, South park, they do what they do yeah. and, and they're unapologetic, right? They, they, the, the show is what it is and they're going to keep their characters and they're going to do what they do. Yeah. And they stick around and, it, yeah. and it's weird. So I just, I don't know what type of show, what other shows, is there any other show you can think of that has that type of like humor or they just do their thing and has that longevity? Not a, not a new one, but, uh, uh, Seinfeld. I know this is, we're getting back into like the nineties, you know, yeah. um, nineties comedy and everything. But I know I heard that Jerry Seinfeld, like he won't do skit or won't do stand up at like college campuses or anymore because people don't like him based yeah. on the stuff that he did in the past, right? So it's he refuses to do it, which is another bad thing. Is like these these actors and comedians and whatnot, you know, that have been around for a long time. They're just like, no, I'm not going to do it anymore because I'm going to get ridiculed. People, I'm. Walking on eggshells. I think we used that phrase last week, but that's kind of like it's risk reward, yeah. right? What what reward am I going to get from doing this stand up show, and what's my risk? And the risk I feel like anymore for some of these guys is probably a lot bigger than whatever they're getting paid. Yeah, like I mean, Seinfeld doesn't have to work a day in his life. Again, oh no, right? he's fine. So like he's he, <laughs> but like some of these upcoming comedians and stuff like you, you do one wrong thing, and then all of a sudden you're you're gone, right? You're you're out. Um. Which you know anymore, uh, the the I don't know online community has more of a, a a say or a sway in the opinions of others and can make or break people's careers just you know a few keys at a time and hit and enter. I I would agree, and you know I Which stinks, I, but I hear this a lot. Um, that like when people say, "Oh, you couldn't make that movie today. You couldn't make that TV show today." And it's funny to me what some people deem as so outrageously offensive that you couldn't make that today. The the movie that I hands down think would be impossible to make today is Blazing Saddles. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't no. make it. Could not make it. I like not I 100% agree that in today's world that that would not fly. Nope. People would be riding outside the movie theater, right? If People have also said that about The Office, though. You couldn't make The Office in today's climate. And I was like, I disagree. The Office I, I is... I think you could. I think you could. Office is very mild. Have you seen the British version of The Office? I don't know. Have I talked about this on the podcast? I, I think we have. A it, little bit? I swear, this is the hardest thing. I've listened... So, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I listen to, you know, like, David Dobrik's, for instance... And they'll bring up a story, and then some one of the guys will be like, did I tell this story yet? And I was like, oh, yeah, you said this like three episodes ago. And then I'm like, how do you not know that? And then we do the same thing. Shoot, yeah. did I talk about that? I don't care, remember. It's so, a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, to, to finish that thought, though, the, the British version of The Office is by far and away more offensive than the U.S. version. It's ridiculous. Is, is that the reason why it only lasted like two seasons? Two seasons? It's, yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't know if it just wasn't that popular, but 
they they just go for it. Like, but it's Ricky Gervais. Like, we already know that he doesn't hold back anything, right? So they just absolutely went for it. But going back to your thing about like, did I tell that story or not? Yeah, I was watching uh, a while ago. I saw some interview, and I think it was between Eminem and Lil Wayne. And they were saying the hardest part about making new music at this point is I have such a deep catalog. I literally have to Google lyrics that I write to see if I've used them before. That is scary. He's like, I, I like I'll use some verse and then I'm like, shit, have I used that in another song? Can you imagine and you have putting, to Google your own lyrics. Yeah. Can you imagine putting out a song and being in like reusing a lyric that you've already used? Like as a big name like that. You put that out there and they're just like Dude, you did this. How did you put this out again? That's yeah. That's lazy, right? That's lazy. Well, How that's did you not come up with it, something? It, it's to your point. It's gonna be like, no, I literally can't check every lyric. I'm no, sorry. Ex- I didn't ex- notice. Ex- exactly. <laughs> it's like my bad. Like Eminem's been around for what twenty something years. Lil Wayne's been around for fifteen something year. You know, fifteen or more years. So yeah, they're gonna like run into situations where they might write something. It's like, oh, that's a great line. But yeah. like I, I forget if it was Eminem or Lil Wayne, but one of them was like, "Yeah, I've started googling things that I write to see if I've used them in other songs before." Is it weird thinking about like stuff that we've had for long periods of time that we don't have anymore? Like we talk about Eminem. Eminem's still somewhat relevant, but you know he's starting to taper off. Yeah, but like he he's on this crusade right now to be like a lyric, like the king of the lyricists. If that makes sense. So you just want to write songs for people? Like, like write no, no, lyrics? no. He, he's, I've heard a few of his recent raps where it's just about him being a lyricist and everybody else, like, losing the art form of being a rapper. Yeah, well, everybody's mumble rappers. At least that's the phrase that... Everybody just wants a beat. That's it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't really matter what the person says, right? You need a, a catchy hook and a beat, and that's about it. Yeah. And so Eminem has written some raps about, you know, like, back in the day, you know, you had to actually work and have lyrics to get noticed, and now it's just all you need is a beat and a catchy hook, right? Exactly what I just yeah. said. So and a couple phrases. Yeah, exactly. Something that the the kids can yell at the club, right? When the beat drops, like, you know. Because we've gotten so simple, like, right? Yeah. Everything's simplified now. Like, this is all that you can handle. This is it she's, 140 she, characters or 280 characters. That's all you can handle at a time. Like, Yeah, so, I mean, Drake, uh, she said, do you love me? I told her only partly. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Like, that, that line alone makes the entire song. Yeah. Like, name another lyric in that song. Like yeah. some people might be able to, but the vast majority of people, that's like the old, from God's plan. That's yeah. the only that's lyric that the, people when care When you're about. in the club and you see videos of people in the club. They cut and the they, music and. And then let the, let the group sing and then they drop the beat and everybody goes about their time. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the, so just to, to wrap up that, that topic of, you know, I, I just, times have changed, right? And they always change, right? I'm sounding like the old person. Times have changed. But it, it still does amaze me how in this climate that we're in, some of these shows like South Park, like Family Guy, like It's Always Sunny in my opinion, are able to push the limits of jokes and still stay alive. Right. Right. Because right. I don't know if they're adapting to the times. Like their, their content becomes newer where they're talking about current things, but their, their humor and the way that they go about their jokes still seem 
the same. I almost I almost see uh, think that they're they're kind of like the uh, like old person at work that's been there for so long that yeah, he it's could just show like, up oh, late. Ah, uh, that's he, Bill. He, he could not do his job. He could do half of his job, and they're just like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna fire him. He's gonna be, be like here a, until he's done. It's like that tenured teacher that tells you, "I'm tenured, so I'm <laughs> like I'm not yep, going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So uh, you better get used to it." Yeah, I I could see that. Um, you did raise a question though, uh, that is kind of interesting as well. What you know, Eminem's been around forever. Yep. Right. He's yep. tapering out. Right. Same thing back in the day. Other pop groups, other musical acts. Right. They were huge, and then they tapered off, and then they disappear, and now they're no longer around. Yeah. They're like not relevant. Backstreet Boys CDs. You know, like, no, they, the, like they've come back a little bit. It's kind of really? weird. Yeah. But CDs in general. Right. Who, who actually I did buy, did I tell this story did as well? Did you buy a CD? No. Yeah. I haven't heard this story. I, when I bought a mixtape off of a, an up and coming oh, rapper. Oh no, no. You didn't tell it on the podcast. But oh, I didn't tell it. Okay. So I was coming out of the gym and this was guy. Was he a mumble rapper? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Ah. His, again, had a good beat. Was, wasn't terrible, but I, I was coming out of the gym one day and this guy comes up to me, goes, Hey man, I got a studio session tonight and I'm like $30 short and I'm selling mixtapes for like $10. Like, can you help me? And I respected the grind. I respected the hustle. So I was like, yeah, sure. Give it a shot. So gave him 10 bucks and I listened to the entire thing on my way home from the gym. It wasn't terrible. Um, but it wasn't great. It wasn't nothing, great. Nothing it, it wasn't something that I'm like, yo, this guy's going to be big. I Do was you remember like, what his name was? Uh, G Bala, G G E E. I followed him on Instagram. I'm always Instagram. interested in the names because they're they're very entertaining. It was, it was G I G E E Bala, I think something G-Bala? like that. Uh, anyways, I followed him on Instagram, uh, and I think I unfollowed him as well. But anyways, <laughs> damn, that's <laughs> kind of rude. Well, I was like, Wait, did he follow you back though? No, oh. he did. So I, I I don't know why, but I ended up following. Him. I was like, you know, I respect the hustle, whatever. But um. So I did going CDs, CDs, something that nobody ever uses. Um, I don't know who still uses their CD, but I bought a mixtape. So I did yeah. buy a CD recently, but who buys CDs anymore, right? Yeah. What, what other things, and, and you pose the question, what other things are we not using that we used 20, 20 years? Or, yeah. Basically 20 years ago, like yeah. 2000s, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think the obvious ones like VHS tapes. Yeah. I have think it, have to rewind that. I think it's know? we've yeah. had that conversation. I know we've had that conversation. We have had that one. Talk about going to Blockbuster and the asshole not rewinding his yep. Yep. Yep, VHS. I think I feel like the vast majority of things that we're gonna come up with, right? If we were gonna make a list, I think the vast majority of those things are technology. Yeah. Technology it, has changed. Which is the easy one, right? You, you, you say, oh, I don't use, a, well, even, even games. Like, the, the, I mean, the ones I'm thinking about, it's like, oh, a Tamagotchi. Obviously, you don't use a Tamagotchi anymore, but. No. Because that stuff regularly gets uh, outdated, like, very quickly, every, like, two to three years. Yeah, right? I mean, even video games, right? But, like, CDs technically lasted a pretty good time. And you can still use, you can still buy CDs. Now, yeah, you still right? can, but not, but it's like, uh, not many people use it do. Yes. Yeah. It's not a part of your everyday life like they used to be. But you're not going out and buying a floppy disk anymore. Oh, you mean the save icon? 
Yeah, the save icon. Yeah, no, I'm not buying those. <laughs> have you have you seen that thing where uh, somebody's like, oh, they 3D printed the save icon? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen those. People don't know that that's actually a thing. Do you think, okay, here's the question. Do you think they'll ever change the save icon or if it'll stay a sl- uh, floppy disk? I, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> a CD, and then it becomes a flash drive, and then it becomes the next thing, the next thing. I don't know why there would be a reason to change it. That's the thing. I mean, you could. Yeah. I just, I don't know why there would be a reason to change it unless people literally just started looking at their computer saying, what is that? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I have started to notice that they put the little cloud icon on the, the top of the bar where you click like the cloud and make sure that it gets saved to the cloud. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, they have changed it a little bit, but, and, and, realistically i don't see the save icon too much anymore like you go to file you go to save i see the word save yeah still yeah. like file save add, whatever looking. yeah i don't always see the, the little icon anymore but so okay um so then what about here's here's the harder question what are we using now that we're not going to use 20 years from now i i think in my opinion, the number one thing is probably going to be cars are going to be different. Yeah. I, I think either manually driven cars or gas cars are going to be start to be phased out. That's just the way it's going. I right. Think, I think Europe has a thing. It's like by 2030 or something like that, they're supposed to be all electric. That's ambitious. That's yeah. very ambitious because electric cars right now are not cheap enough for the average person to buy. I would agree. Like yeah. they're they're still too expensive. And the for, thing is, even if you're buying, let's say you're you're buying the twenty year old uh, electric car, at that point, it's still going to be so expensive to work on it. it. Yes, as opposed to gasoline engines that have been around for forever. Mm-hmm. So everybody has the tools and the knowledge and the know how to be able to work on that. You know do what it the, themselves to save money. You know what the ironic thing about electric vehicles is, though, is that they're still using electricity. And where do you get the vast majority of your electricity? Coal, always for us, coal power. Probably. Yeah, coal-fired yeah. power plants. <laughs> so, yeah, irony. Anyways, um, I, I think cars are probably mine, my number one. Um, but, I mean... I'm trying to think of other things that we used as kids that like are it's no tough longer things. Because I mean, it's, it's just like something that you're like, no, I'm going to be using that for the next. Like a phone, I think phones are going to be around at least in some aspect, right? You're yeah. going to have something on you. We we've combined a lot of items down into a phone, right? Yeah. So one one that I had a thought of is wallets. I don't think you're going to have a wallet. You could have a which, which would be beneficial for me because I can't, I probably won't shred my phone. You're not your phone. You're uh, Oh, well if your wallet, if your phone is your wallet, you Correct. mean, yeah, I'm probably not shredding my phone. So I still have my RFID, <laughs> but I mean, you can me. still go through there and delete <clears throat> apps and stuff. Correct. But, but, but I mean, you, you literally have a, a wallet on you. I think, yeah, a digital wallet, I think would be, um, I, I think cash. Okay, this was one I brought up. I, I had I, written down. I like physical cash. I do like physical cash, but there is no purpose for it anymore. There really isn't. With with the technology that we have, with the credit cards, with the in some places only take credit cards. 
they won't even allow it, like take cash. I think I'm okay with the cash. Not okay with the change. I don't know why we make change. Yeah. Just round everything especially, up. Especially the penny. Literally round everything up, and then the government can take that as a tax or something like that, because why they take everything as a tax. So, like, you literally just round everything up to the next whole dollar, and you just print whole dollars. There's no reason to mint coins anymore. I, I See, I've said the same thing, especially, specifically for a penny, because the, the, the thing that I've heard for years and years and years is it costs more to make a penny than the what it's actually, actually worth. worth, right? Yeah. Um, but then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what are all these transactions that happen where if you were to, you know, like you were saying, you round up to, let's say for the penny, you round up to the next nickel, like the next five cents. If you do that across the board, it does get kind of crazy to think how big of those transactions could add up to. Oh yeah. And there was a there was a program that the bank I use had when I was younger where they would purposefully round up to the next whatever and they would take that difference and put it into your savings account. Talking about acorns? No. That's a, acorns is the thing that Ashton Kutcher pushes. Is that what acorn does? Or so acorn? I, acorns is like um so if you go to a restaurant, say your meal is uh, $9.95, uh, it rounds up to $10 and then takes that $0.05. Cents. It makes your total bill $10 automatically and then takes that $0.05 cents and puts it into an investment, automatically invested. Very, it was it's, very similar. It's, it's, it's for the person that is not it, – it basically forces them to, to invest. invest. Which, in my which opinion, some that's people a, need. In my opinion, that's that. a great idea. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I mean, because that well, extra it's five cents. without you knowing it. Yeah, yeah, that five cents and you're saving and, you know, whatever. I think that's a great idea. One other thing I literally just thought of that I don't think will exist in 20 years is the United States Post Office. I would agree with that, especially for our buddy Hugh, who I think he mentioned he bought a house that had a post office attached to it. It is a post office. Yeah. It's a hair well, salon and post office. Quite the combination. Yeah. Grab, grab your mail, get your hair done. At the same time. Yeah. I think that that's going to go private. I think FedEx, UPS, Amazon, whoever else, whoever else decides to deliver back, like they can handle the they, mail. They've proven they're better at it. Plus, at the same time, how much stuff is sent via email? A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff goes through think, the USPS, though. A again, lot of stuff still does. I I know we had this conversation too because I was like, you know, the one company that's probably making wanting to make sure the post office is staying in businesses. The paper company. Yes. Paper okay. companies. Yeah. Specifically Dunder Mifflin. How much of this episode is just rehashing I shit? Know, that, and I don't Dude, like I was it. so excited for this I episode, and like now it. I feel like I we're rehashing but stuff. <laughs> we're we're, we're re, rehashing and uh, bringing ideas that were, they're all kind of coming together. Yes, right? that's, they are. That's why we brought them up, the same ideas in, in separate topics. But I still think there's probably a big push from all of those companies that make paper to to keep that going because yeah. I, I do think you could do everything quite a bit of it digitally i think uh any like legal papers and all that kind of stuff probably still needs to be done signed and in physical form but a lot of your stuff could be done online absolutely i just the the usps is very inefficient and they uh, 
they lose money every year. Right. They just, every single year they lose money and we're propping them up. Especially because we're, as a taxpayer, right? Yeah. We, just, that's a government funded business. Yeah. We're just, we're propping them up and it's like, they it could go private. I understand the need for a post office. Yeah. But how about this? How about this? I got, I got two more that, so you hit wallet or no, sorry. I hit wallets change. You hit. Yeah. Car mirrors. Yeah, it could be cameras, I guess. Exactly. So, it, it, it could I be cameras. I mean, I, I think, think it's they, a, I think it's a thing. But I, I, and I don't know this. How expensive are cameras to put on a car? I think they're getting relatively cheap. If they're cheap and reliable, yes. Like, there's no need for mirrors. You can easily have a camera that can give you a wider field of view, safer, all that kind of stuff. Again, yeah. I don't, I don't know that people, people are going to be physically driving in 20 years anyway. But I think that's a good point. Yeah. I think mirrors are so cheap, right? I mean, you you can True. you can True. buy tint. Like I bought chrome tint and turned it into a mirror. So it's so cheap just to have a mirror. Cameras are gonna still gonna cost more than mirrors, even if they are relatively cheap. They're gonna cost more than a mirror. I would agree. So I, I in twenty years the technology might be so easy that yes, I, I could see car mirrors going away. So I guess I was thinking of it also from a fuel. Okay. Uh, one pro, one reason for it, one reason against it. One reason for it, gas mileage. Believe it or not, you stick your hand out there outside of a car. Basically, your hand's probably about the size of a mirror, relatively. Yeah. yeah and that's probably. a lot of wind resistance on it. You could feel the wind, you know, hitting against that. Fuel economy, right there. If they want to keep gas engines going a little bit longer, right? Going to try to get everything they can out of it. Or even in uh, for electric cars, if they want to try to make them more efficient, get rid of any wind resistance you can, a.k.a. get rid of mirrors. One thing against it, you always have to have a backup. So yeah, if that if camera can... fails, mm-hmm. you're SOL, right? Oh, now absolutely. You're, I guess your backup is, you know, you either have some other sensor or you have to say this driver has to check something else. Uh, or check their blind spots as they should, as you you should. Right, as but the but driver. the mirror is still a big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, last one is my hope, uh, specifically because of what we did this weekend, and we were buying a lot of stuff. Checkout lanes. Amazon, I know, was trying this out and was wanting to make the store where you just put stuff in a cart and you walk out the door. I really hope that's a thing. I don't know if it'll be a thing, but. Here's an idea. This is this is my idea. I think the checkout lanes at grocery stores or departments, whatever, wherever you're shopping, need to be like the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Okay. You just have roaming people checking people out. They come through with their gun, scan all that shit in the line, just a roaming checkout person that's able to scan all of that stuff, print out, take payment, and then you're out of there. Better yet, I want somebody that walks around with me. Um. Okay. I did. I just want it. I can have some casual well, conversation. Well, you, you know? know they have some of that. Like, like if you go to a Meyer, a Meyer grocery store, or I don't know what it, Meyer's like Walmart. If people out there don't know what Meyer is, um, where they have like an app or something, like you can go pick up like a scanning device and you can scan all of your stuff, and then it like prints out a receipt, and then you scan the receipt. And what? then you just pay for it all at once. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. Yeah. You scan as you go. Have you done this? 
No, I haven't because no. I still don't know exactly how it works. I don't know if I have to sign up for it. I don't know if I can just go take one of the devices or whatever, but I, I know it's a thing where you can go and scan all of your devices as you go. And then it like prints out a receipt that that's just a barcode and you scan it and it has all your items on it. And then you just pay for it all at once. Okay. I'm interested. Can you go do that and report back? All right. Please well, be an investigative actually, investigative journalist. An investigative <laughs> journalist. Uh, can you take the soundboard and uh, the sorry the roadcaster? You take the roadcaster mic and all with you. If if people haven't seen this thing, it's not small. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's large. It's a it's, it's, it's an pretty lightweight unit. But this thing is is um, uh, it would be a, a hassle. Uh, to yes, take this thing through, especially with my microphone. Though, yeah. if I had my XLR mic, yeah. which is yeah, that would be uh, that would be difficult to I walk around. I don't want to watch this. It would be a good like Eric Andre skit, you know. Like, let's see, let's just throw this in there. That would or, kind of be uh, funny to go up to people in the store trying to interview them with this board. I'm holding it in one hand and, and then holding the microphone in the other. Absolutely hilarious. Because this thing can actually like record uh to an SD card, so. So, for, for those who don't know what he's talking about, it's a, a Rodecaster Pro. You can look it up, look on the Google Images. It's basically what we use to take all of our audio in and edit it and mix the sound. I'm so, very happy with it. And you might, if you ever see like on TikTok or something, like people going up and interviewing other people, you might see Rode on like the microphone that they're using or whatever. It's a very popular like audio recording Brand. audio yeah. recording company whatever yeah. but this thing is it's great but nope all right warner it's uh that time of the night what time of the night is it last call last call this is the last call for alcohol this evening drink up drink up drink up and order that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast where every week we do a little something different except for the weeks that we don't. This week, I have no idea what we're doing. Nick came up with it. So, uh, Nick, what are we doing for last call? Got a little bit of payback this week. It's Christmas trivia. It, very good. It is Christmas trivia. Damn it. I knew it. And I almost came to you and I was like, hey, you want to do Christmas trivia? And I was going to like do the same thing I did. No, By no. the way, I hope people at least learn something from the Thanksgiving trivia. Yours was hard. Yeah, I, okay. I still, I, I'm going to say I'm not, uh, I wasn't mean to you, and I, I still kept it very nice. Okay. Well, um, we'll see. I, I hope I'm on my game tonight. By the way, before I go any further, I probably in the future will leave the last call to to the actual soundboard, So I'm sure people don't want to hear my voice more than they have to, so... No, anyway. that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the bit. Like that's I say, what time of the night is it? You say last call and I play last call. I'm going to have to change it up. I'm going to have to find something new. Maybe I'll change like tones or something like that. I don't I mean, know. I mean, we'll you, we'll you, you don't have to yell last call. You can easily just go, it's last call or something. No, it's all about the energy, man. All right. Well, all right. Are you, ow, Ooh, we almost had a disaster. That's oh, okay. God. We almost had a spilled beer. That was very close. Oh. All right, Aaron, it, you, you called it. Um, it is that time of the night. We're going to do, <laughs> I'm watching this. Sorry, we have a little bit of a, a malfunction going on right now. So we have Christmas trivia. This is a, a somewhat of a payback uh, for what you did to me during Thanksgiving trivia. Are you ready? I am ready for Christmas trivia. All right. We're, so I broke this into sections again. We have easy, medium, and hard, and we do have a bonus at the very end. A bonus? Where money is involved. Do I... Okay. So okay. you'll find out as you get there. All right. Money's involved. Yeah, there's money involved. 
if if you're good enough. All right, let's do it. Or you can get Cole. There we go. So, all right. Uh, first question. This is the easy round. We got three questions in each round. Three in the easy, three in the medium, three in the hard. Okay. All right. First question. In a Christmas story, what toy does Ralphie desperately want? Red Rider BB gun. That is correct. I actually have one of these, like the really, really old ones. It's ru- uh, rusting away downstairs. You also have not a flamethrower. Uh, yeah, I do. Which Check out our Instagram, out our Instagram. at yeah. the T-H-E-E Last Call Podcast. Do it. Yeah. Uh, second question. In the Santa Claus, why does Scott Calvin assume the role of Santa Claus? Uh, he okay. So Scott Calvin knocked Santa Claus off the roof, and then he put on the jacket, and therefore he became Santa Claus. But why did he assume the role? Like that—that's the rules. Like he put on the jacket, and then he became Santa Claus, and then he like had to become Santa Claus. Well, the other one died, so he automatically I, he not, assumed the role. Yeah, I said. Well, I said he knocked okay. him off the roof. Well, well. Uh, he Santa Claus accidentally falls off the roof. He didn't knock him off. He yelled so. at Santa Claus and startled him. Okay, well, agree to disagree. We'll leave it up to the uh, to the listeners. I'm right. All right. In Elf, what are the four main Elf food groups? Candy cane, to candy corn, candy cane, candy corn, something in maple syrup. Mm-hmm. He's on the right track. Five. Candy cane, four, candy corn. Three. Two. No, no. One. Shut your fucking whore mouth. <laughs> That's um, rude. No, because I'm mad. I have three of the four. It's candy corn. Candy cane. You did get syrup. There is one more. Alright. I'm gonna take the L. It is candy, candy corn, candy canes, and syrup. Just candy? Candy by itself, which I did uh, find in history. I've always listened to this. Everybody, I feel like the majority of people know this, but I do think it's funny that candy corn and candy canes are separate from candy. All right. On to the next question. This is the medium round. In National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, how many lights are on the Griswold household? And I will give you within a thousand, plus or minus a thousand. So that's a window of 2,000. Twelve thousand. That is incorrect. Ah, uh, the correct answer is twenty five thousand. Twenty five. Twenty five thousand. You saw that my, thing from space. My my next guest was gonna be twenty. I still would have been off, but it would have been at least yeah, a little closer. At least in the in the realm. Twenty five thousand. You could see it from space. All right. Next question in Home Alone two. Lost in New York. What popular city does Kevin's family travel to for Christmas? This is Home Alone 2, not Home Alone 1. Lost in New York? Lost in New York. What does, does his family does travel? his family, no, he gets he I thought gets they were locked. from, I thought they were from Chicago. Are they not they from are, Chicago? They are, but yeah, where did they travel to? So they were going on vacation. But, so if they're from Chicago, how did he get to New York? I'm He's a, lost in New York. Why is he lost in New York? Layover? I don't know. Layover. Maybe. Probably Maybe LaGuardia. Layover. layover. That means they're going international. I think they went to Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that is. I'm going to be honest. Mexico. Okay. Well, I've never been out of the country. So, uh, no, that is incorrect. The correct answer is Miami. 
Miami, <laughs> and it's not international. So I was hoping I, I was get when you were going on the international route. I thought you were going to guess the Home Alone one, which is indeed Paris. Is where the family went. No, I wouldn't have gotten that either. So uh, also would have been a good question. But anyway, uh, what is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? Uh, is it? I think this is the question we had at trivia the other night. Could be. Could yeah, I think it's the Maybe. 2018 version of Dr. Seuss's The Grinch animated with Benedict Cumberbatch. That is incorrect. It's not. That was that was a question. <sighs> From what I have, the correct answer that I have, and that it's my trivia. So if this is not right, I don't care. This is my trivia. Uh, the correct answer I have is Home Alone at 285 million. I I disagree. So. Anyway. Okay. Anyways, I'm I'm playing the rest of this game in protest now. Okay. <laughs> At least my my questions were like somewhat reasonable and easy to answer, and you could give a good education. I'm sorry. Guess. I'm sure a historian would have known all of the <laughs> fucking uh, Thanksgiving questions. Uh, Be better okay. at history. That's all I can say. All right. Next question. This is on to the hard round. So we've got three more hard questions, and then the bonus round, where money is involved. Uh, in Japan, it has become popular a popular tradition to eat what American KFC. fast food? That is correct. On Christmas, it is popular in Japan to eat American KFC. It's a lot better when you have your condiments when you eat your chicken. Just the way you know. Warner's still upset. He went to KFC for lunch the other day, and they didn't give him his honey mustard, so he ate plain KFC chicken. Left of a bad review on Yelp. So, yeah. you know, you're one make of sure the, you're, you, you check that review. You're that one of the two stars one. that they got. Yep, exactly. All right. The tradition of putting up a Christmas tree originated. Germany. Did I mix up the medium and the hard? I think you did. Oh, I don't think you're going to get this next one, though. We'll see. Okay. During. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous now. Like you got me. You got me <laughs> flustered because I feel like I messed up. Uh, during the Christmas season, which popular toy brand sells 28 sets every second? 28 sets? 28 sex sets. <laughs> Not well, set. Okay, hold on. So, popular toy brand? Sets. Yes. What to- uh, popular toy brand sells 28 sets of their toy every second? I think it's got to be Lego. Gosh, damn it. Ah. Uh, all wow. right, that is correct. Lego. The hard, <laughs> the hard questions were really That's easy. Super embarrassing. <laughs> okay. All right, let's earn me some money on this bonus <laughs> round. <laughs> I might have to pull up uh, some some Christmas trivia here real quick. How much time do we have left? Do no, we have we're over, we're over time. But we're again, over time. we're over time. The motto of our podcast: "Fuck you." It's our podcast. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Let me let me let me pull up some other ones because there was a. Uh, there were there were some other ones that I found that I was like, uh, that's gonna be hard, but uh let me see. It's honestly a little bit embarrassing, but you know, whatever. Well, I mean, I guess how many did I miss? Two? Uh you missed Home Alone. Uh you missed the Miami, you missed you missed all of the medium. All of those? All of the medium you missed. Oh, yes. I got Griswold three. Christmas. Okay, I got three out of yeah. four on the. Uh, you missed Buddy the Elf, and uh, so you missed one of the easy, all of the medium, and none of the hard. 
So you missed four. Mm-hmm. All right. Here is the section that I pulled from. Let's see if you get this. This, this is an easy one I, w- I would consider easy. Okay. Uh, in the, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, what is the name of the Grinch's dog? Max. Okay. Uh, in a Charlie uh, in Charlie Brown Christmas, what color is the ornament Charlie Brown puts on his Christmas tree? Red. But did you research this? Yeah. Get hard. Oh, this is... No, this that is don't. Okay, that's easy. That's easy. I was going to bring up, uh, in Jingle All the Way, what is the, the sought-after action figure toy? Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Okay. Uh, what pop uh, famous pop singer uh, has been crowned the Queen of Christmas? Mariah Carey. You're just a, a festive, happy, jolly boy, aren't you? Imagine what I would have done for Thanksgiving trivia. <laughs> All right, which well-known Christmas song was originally a Thanksgiving song? Mm. There we go. Mm. That's it. There are no Thanksgiving songs. Mm. Been saying that for years. <laughs> Beg to differ. Which? And this is a popular Christmas song. Yes. Um, Originally a Thanksgiving song. Okay, hold on. Um, I five. I'm gonna four. say I'm gonna say Jingle Bells. Yes, nice. Jingle Bells was originally a Thanksgiving song. <sighs> I did not know that. So this too is, easy. This is okay. Next week. Next week. Are, are well, we to Are we okay. to the bonus now? All right. Here's the bonus round. All right, bonus for a dollar because I I had it a a higher dollar amount, but I don't trust myself anymore. In five seconds, can you name all of Santa's reindeer? Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Nine. Rudolph? Yeah. It was nine. All right, so the the moral of the story is leave the trivia to me because Warner cannot challenge my superior intellect. No, sorry, I'm not uh, an asshole, and I bring up hard, really <laughs> hard questions. Try to make it reasonable. I, I like to think that I'm just smarter than you are, but, you know, neither here nor there. Um, Warner, do you want to say anything to the people? Oh, real quick, we are not going to have an episode coming out on the 31st. What? That's New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, we have travel plans and a lot of alcohol to drink. Yeah, go hang out with your families. It's uh, the holiday season. So the next episode will be out in January of 2022. Looking forward to that. And for the last call. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something or were no, you just we'll, telling me to sign gonna, out? Yeah, I was going to say, we'll see you next year. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest joke ever. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the Last Call Podcast. I'm Aaron. That's Nick. And we hope you have a great fucking Friday. This room won't be open. Tell your brothers or your sisters.